the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Boys and girls, facts, logic, reason, history, none of it matters. None of it matters. The facts, the logic, the history, the right versus wrong, it doesn't matter. The mind of a slave, of a socialist, of a Marxist, is rooted in covetous, in jealousy, in the true aspect of greed. That's what a socialist is. They are not interested in keeping what they have because what they have sucks. They cannot produce. They cannot earn. They covet what someone else has. This is what you're up against. That's why Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Karl Marx, Stalin, Mussolini, they're just names. Anybody could have been in that position that preached the promise of delivering something for nothing to the true greed in mankind. The sloth. The useful deadbeat scum that will vote for anybody or anything, put up with any level of corruption, put up with any atrocity of mankind, like someone that wants to kill their own child. They'll put up with anything. The gangland shootings, the prosecutors that are openly owned and bought by the street gangs, by the cartels, they'll deal with it. Do they get something for nothing? This is what you're up against. So last night... Across the country, these Democrats scum had some wins. Oh, they did. My favorite was one in uh, in New York. There's a, a new AOC on the block. Her name is Gonzalez, right? Is that how you say it? Gonzalez? Christine Gonzalez? She's young, and she's full of bull dung. But she's got what it takes. Noah, I know we're saving the speeches for a little later, but today we really proved that socialism wins. Wrong. So the the problem with New York is that it's a welfare bankrupt, even though it's hub of financial, the most expensive real estate. It's drowning in bankruptcy, just like everywhere. These Democrat socialist scum are in control of anything, anything, wherever they even live is a ghetto, a sewer. And it doesn't matter. They're going to double down on it. And this is how they're going to win. And they are winning. There's no explanation for this absolute buffoon. None. Remember those long lines you guys would all film of cars? Decent looking car, not jalopies, you know, nice cars. Just waiting for a box of food to be put in the trunk in the United States of America? 
Well, that's Biden's America, and that's what it's going to look like. And none of that matters because he understands in his dementia-ridden state where he can't blink his eyes or figure out why his stockings are wet. He knows that once there are enough people in on it, they will treat these people like gods and ignore all of the scandals and the corruptions and ignore the cannibalism of their own philosophy. Our approach is why America's economic economic recovery was faster and stronger than any other advanced nation in the world. Now, nobody that voted for this piece of garbage cares that he can't speak in full sentences, that he has the dementia stutter, or that that statement is wrong. None of them care. They're more interested in what he did today. Because what he did today vindicated all of the corruption they put up with. All of the failures. What they, what he did today is benefit the very true minority of slothful welfare roaches in this country. And they come with all kinds of degrees. Lawyers and doctors and accountants. All of them are willing to throw away the principles that made this nation the strongest. That made their parents and grandparents wealthy. They're all willing to throw away. Because right now, they can't keep up their failures, their degenerates. They're losers, and they want to feel good about it. So this just makes sense to me. It's not surprising what he did. It's not surprising that it'll be touted. It's not surprising that they win. What's surprising is the opposition's inability to explain that it can only exist on the backs of good men and women. Bricklayers, carpenters, all the rest of the people work three or four jobs. All the good people that paid for their own college and even their kids. They're all just useful idiots and fodder to the Democrat base of scum. Scum. Just like the scum that brought down the once great Russia and turned it to the Soviet Union. Just like the scum that murdered people because they said a religion. But they first demonized them as being capitalist and individualist. This is the ideology of the Third Reich, the communists, the ones that turned Cuba into a prison island, the ones that destroyed South America. It's the same thing, and it's here, and it's winning. And they don't even care that this idiot is suffering from dementia and doesn't know what day it is. And by the way, when this happens, the whole economy is better off. In the coming weeks, the Department of Education will lay out in detail a short and simple form to apply for this relief, along with information when this application process opens. Oh, yeah, they're going to cut more people in on it. And if you work for the government or municipalities, you're in on it. You could feel good about your fat ass sitting down learning how to be a donut connoisseur. Mr. President, how much advance? Mr. President, is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own multi-billion dollar businesses. They want these guys to get them all tax that- See, here's the difference. Is it fair of these guys who own multi-million dollar businesses that get tax breaks? This is the ideology. This is the problem of the Republicans. Because all of this time, they couldn't explain. It's not a tax break, you stupid son of a dog. It's not a tax break. You're allowing people who produce to keep their own money. Unlike the unions that take the money of the working man, the upper echelon union scum that drive around in their roadmasters, the fat bastards that pretend to be gangsters in New York, those scum, they take that money and they bribe political whores like Joe Biden. And that's how you turn a blind eye to it, because then you get the contracts and the money flows. And this is the system that takes down everything, including America. This country isn't 
capitalist. It isn't based in property rights. All of the amendments in the Bill of Rights, every one of them is under attack. And you know who did it? Not just the corrupt scum that call themselves Democrat politicians. The true face of greed, the sloth supporter of the Democrat agenda, and those elitist idiots that sat idly by while it took control of the country. So my message to all servants, all public servants, all those who are the ones that are volunteering, is out with student debt uh-huh. to go. Here's what you right. want, if, you, if you're worried about how to do it, uh-huh. go to PSLF.gov. Before October Peaceful 31st loser sloth. to see if you qualify for public service Protesting student, loser student sloth. loan forgiveness. See, just get on board. See if you qualify for some of this welfare cheese. Then you'll ignore what this piece of dung is. Or you'll ignore what his predecessor, the moron, who could really stream a sentence together, however. What he turned the student debt problem into. You see, when Barack Obama nationalized the student debt issue, the student debt business, the banks were out $450 billion that they were receiving payments on. Oh, yes, the delinquencies were much less than they are today and everything. But since Barack Obama was able to get his way, it's $1.7 trillion. And after this, it'll be $3.6 trillion. And all that'll change is that hopefully one day these old bastards, these old sympathizing to Soviet principle bastards that are ruining our country, hopefully by then they'll be dust. Then in last year's State of the Union address, I asked Congress to pass a law that tells one million students they won't have to pay more than 10% of their income towards student loans. And we won that fight too. And And that law will take effect by the time... That time... That law is scheduled to take effect by the time freshmen graduate. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. He was going to fix everything. And everything you touch turned to what? It turned to Michelle's morning breakfast, dirt and garbage. And what's the problem with health care? California has become the first state to guarantee free health care to all low-income immigrants. It's and of- that's how you keep all the sloths, all the scum, all the degenerates as your base. Doesn't matter who you run. Gonzalez, Biden, pick a scumbag Marxist. My favorite is that new one. Named after Nelson Mandela, the communist piece of dirt dung in Wisconsin. Never paid taxes in his life. He's got all the ideas. See, but here's what somebody's going to have to point out to these scumbags sooner or later. You can't do it without me. You know, and people like me, earners. Because you're wretched scum. Here you are, a lawyer and a doctor and an accountant. You get in your car, you pretend the postman isn't stooping your wife when you're out on, on lunch. And you think you're a professional. And you think you're a man and a doctor and a lawyer. And you can't pay for a loan you took out years ago. You know why? You're a scumbag. You're a scumbag. But you're also a Democrat. So it's implied. When you pull for the donkey, you are an ass. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The Answer. AM560. There's never enough money for the slothful losers. None. We pay for all the drug addicts scum. We pay for all for the welfare roaches. We pay all the grade school and high school for degenerate scum that are robbing people left, right, and center. There's no value in it. 
None at all. Unless, of course, you're in the scam of the teachers union. What did they say to wire points today? At wire points, saying Chicago teachers union will confront. They don't care that the school's at 5%. They don't care. They got a money laundering scheme. And that's what it's all about. And the losers can feel good about losing. But sooner or later, they're going to learn. You really can't do it if winners stop producing. And that's the way you combat this. That's exactly the way you combat this. You can't pay taxes on nothing you earn. Then you really make them show what they are. The fascist of the Fourth Reich. The scourge and the scum. So to think that you're going to beat them with principles. Or that they're going to somehow be offended that the crack-smoking, dimwit son of Joe Biden is a bag man. That's what they long to be. They're not offended by Hunter Biden. They want to be Hunter Biden. That's you got to think like these sloth Democrats that'll take anything. Look at your own sewer of Chicago. Look at this embarrassment of a city, of a county, and a state. And they'll win again and again and again. Just change the names. Just keep preaching the same philosophy that this young dimwit, Gonzalez, articulated better than any of the old ones. That's all that matters. All the other clips. Here, I, I, I got one of the saggy speaker. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He- sure he does. He just did it. He See, this is the other thing that I love. All of the scourge and the scum, they don't mind that the politician becomes a pharaoh, becomes a god. They do not mind. They want it because they have the mind of a slave. Now they think their slave master likes them. And that's more important to them than freedom. Freedom is not for everybody. Freedom is scary. Business is scary. You could put up all your money and go broke in a heartbeat. Only the strong can produce in capitalism. The weak never really produce. But they get to feel like they do in socialism. They get to feel important. That's how all of these deadbeats, all of them, and I mean every single Democrat I know, is either a deadbeat scum or a predator on stupid That's what they are. And they like the scam the way it sits. So they're going to expand it regardless of the failure. All that matters is what Gonzalez said. Socialism is what matters. And now they've got the caveat of murdering their own baby and feeling good about it. See, this is the ideology of the Democrat. You just want to feel good about being a piece of dung, which is what I've clearly identified you as all. And it's always the same thing. So Tom Cotton... I love him, and he's right, and he's got the facts right, and the economy right. None of it matters. Of all the dumb things Joe Biden has done, this may be the dumbest yet. I know it's stiff competition, but just think about how unfair this is for all the Americans who are harmed by this, who are now on the hook. Fair ain't got nothing to do with it, Jack. We have a system of cannibalism that for 100 years has been cannibalizing the honest producer in the name of the sloth. This is the destination. Hayek, brilliant, brilliant intellect, called it serfdom. He should have called it Chicago. He should have called it Illinois or New York or New Jersey or wherever these scumbags have destroyed this country. Now, the question you have is, is it too late to secede? Because that's the only answer. Because they'll elect this idiot. They'll elect a a 20-something-year-old know-nothing preaching Lenin. They'll elect virtually anything. As long as you give them a little something, a little free government cheese. They're all in. Uh, Michael on the south side. Uh, good afternoon, Sean. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Anytime. 
Uh, the uh, the objections to the uh, to Biden's loan forgiveness scam are pretty obvious, but there's there's something else I want to add. I I, th- I think this uh, represents good old fashioned liberal elitism. Of course it does. Uh, I, I'm 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 appalled by the idea that all these people who went to college and considered themselves, you know, morally and you know superior to everyone else, uh, you know, wants to get their debts reduced. But at the same time, they assign all sorts of accountability to other Americans, especially working class Americans. So I just find it very disgusting. Collectivists have to figure out a way to destroy the benefits of individuality. This is what they did. They could care less about you, Michael, and all of the good things you did in your life and if you paid for your debt or if you didn't. They're looking to penalize you for being good at life because what the Democrats are, 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 are able to do is take all of those people who suck at life and all of those ones that want to prey upon the losers and turn it into a political action committee. It's called the Democrat Party or the Marxist Mafia, whatever you prefer. And the real problem is it's winning, my friend. So I want you and me and Ryan and Craig and Rich and Laura and Lisa, who are on the line, and all the good people to get the hell away from these scum because they will eat you alive. Their philosophy is cannibalism. Here's the perfect example. Uh, I think it was a, a year ago or a year and a half ago, Elizabeth Warren, you know the girl who pretends to be an Indian, even though she looks like the little boy on the Dutch can? Yeah, her. She's, she's not even close to being an Indian. She pretends to be a socialist, yet when she was a, a two-bit slip-and-fall scumbag lawyer, she represented the credit card companies to make sure that uh, filing bankruptcy and stiffing credit card companies was virtually impossible. She lobbied for them, and she lobbied for the big banks, which is why after the crash in 09, her and her dimwit husband, I'll tell you what, I don't know how you laid on with this Chuck Connor lookalike. Anyway, her and her dimwit husband made millions flipping foreclosures, and now she's the monument of socialist stupidity. And it doesn't matter because the socialist doesn't care she lied about being an Indian or she, didn't, she got tuition off for faking to be an Indian. They love it. They just wish they thought of it. Because they're scum. Uh, I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any school money. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people? He asked. We paid. We sacrificed. Put my daughter through school. Paid for it. Is she going to get her money back? She said, of course not. Of course not. That is the middle finger to all good people. You know what they understand? You're not voting for them anyway. If you're a good person, you're not a fracking democrat if you're a slothful scumbag sitting on your ass pretending you work for the street department didn't even know where the garage was all uh, for 20 years you love this they don't care if you did the right thing the mission of the american democrat is to punish people who do the right thing didn't save any money and those of us that did the right thing get screwed Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter's work sheet is 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. Yes! That's what it's like in a socialist country. Ask a socialist. I've got Ignacio on the line. I'm going to go to him when I get back. That's a man that understands it. You know why? He saw his beautiful country turned into a prison island, like so many Cubans, who risked everything to come here. Like so many Soviets, like so many socialists, like so many Third Reich victims of concentration camps. And now you're here, and they're turning it into the same thing those people left. The only difference is, these people are stupider and uglier. And that's the only difference. 
Man, oh man, is there a Democrat that doesn't make me throw up in my mouth? Do they all have to look like they crawled out of a horror film? I mean, gee, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, who wasn't so repulsive before she became a communist. Now she's sagging all over the place. Her husband's driving drunk, getting off on it. That's another thing. I like what you can get away with in a socialist society. Oh, it's going to be a good time to be a mafia member. An American oligarch. You'd be like the Russian ones, only without the toughness and those little ball-bearing heads or the leather coats. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I like big There it is, the Obama wedding song. Pretty sure this was jamming there. There's no question about it. That son of a gun cannot lie. You ever see the circumference of that thing? It'll give J.B. Pritzker a run for money. He's also married to another lovely Democrat. Uh, Is this the Virginia lieutenant governor, this Fetterman scumbag? How he's got the stroke, he can't even talk? Oh, okay. He can't even talk. But he's out there. Unions. Collective. Money. And they'll all vote for him. Sure, he's stuttering, stammering. He's got a, a stroke problem. He's limping around, dragging a leg. Doesn't matter. You're good enough for me. Are you going to give somebody money? Yes. All right, then fair enough. Scumbags. Ryan, New Lennox. Hey, Sean. Thanks so much for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Uh, so Biden forgives, you know, 10000 or 20000 however many thousand in student loans. I'm just waiting to see how quickly it's going to take all these universities, especially public <laughs> universities, to raise their tuition by about 10, 20, 50, Ryan, 000. how long did it take after Obama nationalized the student loan debt? When they nationalized it, do you know what the excuse was? They had raised their price 8%. 8%. Since he nationalized it, they raised their price 40%. But my favorite part, Ryan, which I love, is this dimwit in diapers, this dementia patient, this bag man, this asset of China and Ukrainian oligarchs. He literally did the uh, uh, the bald guy in the Ten Commandments. So it is said, let it be written, let it be done. I mean, he's like a pharaoh. And you just get, you people, you 1.6 million scumbag deadbeat rat bastards. You get $10,000 off. But everybody else, Ryan and all the other good people, or how about your parents that sacrificed to maybe help you through or pay for your college? Everybody, you get the galabard. I mean, it's disgusting and despicable, but it's what you get when you put in a Democrat, because now they'll divert their eyes from the real problem with Joe Biden. He's a failure. He's a failure, and he's corrupt, and it'll all go by the wayside. And that's how you win. When you, they, they won some very key races. They ran on baby murder and socialism. It's a scary day, brother. You come down by me in Florida, we secede. That's the only way you're going to beat this. You cannot get along with the snake. It will eat you. The scorpion will sting the frog every single time. I need the ride. I am what I am. That's a Democrat, a socialist cannibal. They will eat everybody who does better than them. You know people like this. You've been around them your whole life. They never wanted to see you do better than them. That's a Democrat. And they will sabotage. They will undermine your relationships, everything. They are backstabbers. Ooh, there's a good song from Motown. Backstabbers. Uh, Greg in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, um, first thing is, like, here in Rogers Park, here on Polana Avenue, I've got all kinds of, as you put them, welfare roaches every day lined up at the Good News Church, getting yeah. their free lunch and uh-huh. free food and everything. 
But anyway, that being said, um, and I paid for my own uh, college education. I worked two jobs at the CBOE, one in the courtroom and one on the floor as a runner to pay my, for my education. Makes you feel like a sucker but, now, doesn't it? Now you feel like a sucker. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding. It, I do, it does. But you know what? I'm proud of the fact I worked hard, met good friends. I can say I don't owe anyone anything. Because I, like I told you before, I don't have a credit card. Never will get one because I just want to pay my own way and never Love owe it. anyone anything. You know. Love it. Yeah. But anyway, my question to you is, my, you know, is what's to stop like the idiot mayor we have and uh, Governor Pritzker, which I hate even calling him governor, I just call him a thief, from doing this stuff here with the Illinois and the Chicago schools, uh, 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 city colleges, saying we well, don't have to pay for that either. Well, what they're doing with the schools is even worse. I mean, the, the city colleges, I see your point, but what they're doing already with K through 12, it's a joke, brother. Greg, it's a joke. Thank you very much for the call. I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you, because uh, I'm going to read something that I think is very important to you. And you can find this on WirePoints. Um, what they did is they went through the schools. You know, you know how these kids are robbing everybody? This is the mayhem, the drug dealers, the cartels, the scumbags. These are kids. You're paying $28,000 a year to pretend that they're in school. Manly High School has a student capacity of 1,296. The actual enrollment is 64, 5%. Douglas High School has a student capacity of 888. Actual student enrollment, 44 Uplift High School, that's a good name for a high school, 720, 55. But yet, what are, what are the taxpayers paying for? They're paying for the student capacity. So the money laundering frauds of the union, those communist scumbag. Really, I miss that Karen Lewis, although she did find a diet that eventually worked. May she burn in hell. That moron articulated, it's not about the kids, it's about the teachers. Where is the, honey bunny, where's the clip on the, uh, on the, uh, what is it called here? The Chicago Public School Union. Where is it? Come on. Come on. This is it. Right now the U.S. has... Yeah, fire points. Today, Junior! Where? Where are T. Dabrowski and Blue? Oh, I got it. I did contact the Chicago Teachers Union. By the way, this is Mike Flannery. Mike Flannery pretends to be a reporter. Yet Mike Flannery, like Alan Krzyzewski, that's the one with the small shoulders on ABC, right? The other one's got the big shoulders. Um... He sits by and paves the way for propaganda and nonsense so that the Democrats have been able to destroy a once great city. So this is Mike Flannery. I believe it's called Flannery Fired Up. I think it should have been called Big and Stupid, but it is what it is. I did contact the Chicago Teachers Union. I invited uh, them to have a representative uh, come on and, and, and talk about these issues. Um, when I mentioned your group, uh, Mr. Dabrowski, wirepoints.org, um, a uh, uh, a person Spit who speaks out. for the union uh, said uh, that uh, on the record, um, I could uh, say their response was F wire points. That's the teacher union spokesperson. F wire points. See, that's the other thing I like about Marxists and communists and socialists and gangsters. You think you're tough guy. This is a fat woman with that arm fat. Smells like beef and cheese from 100 yards away. F wire points. Why? Because F. WirePoint stands for they expose the scam. So when you call and you think, oh, what, what's to prevent them from doing it in college? They're already, I mean, they're, I mean could they do worse? 28000 a year for the very scum that are destroying the quality of life in Chicago, a once great city. Now, you know it's bankrupt. You know it's failed. And you're fine with it.
Well, Cheryl and Rob, the family of that seven-year-old boy and his mother told me tonight they are simply grateful that their loved ones are okay or are going to be okay. But at the same time, they're outraged over the recent violence that's been impacting younger children in the city of Chicago. Perpetrated by young children. Well, good morning. Police say they are still searching for the suspects in this case. But in each case, the couples that were the victims pretty much describe what happened the same way. They were walking down the street and ambushed. A couple not far from their Bucktown home out for a Saturday night walk when they come face to face with a carload of robbers with guns. I'm angry. I'm upset. Um, I'm dealing absolutely with the trauma, the aftermath of this. The robbery was captured by several cameras providing several angles to show what happened in the 1700 block of North Winchester. First, you see the suspect's white car stop in the street. The couple, who did not want to be identified, are walking the toward it. Where do you hear? All the doors open up and you immediately see people with guns. Not they people. tried to run, but the woman tripped and fell. One kind of rushed us up the middle, the other two flanked us. We tried to get away. Uh, they caught us in the middle of the street emptied out our pockets and they were gone in 30 seconds. The suspects pat each of them down. They got away with the man's phone and wallet. The woman dropped There's her a phone I'm when she this. was trying to get away. They were able to pick it up after the suspects took off. It was uh, terrifying. The couple says when police got there, they told them another couple had faced a similar situation not more than a half mile away near Armitage and Wolcott. Definitely shook me up a little bit. This man, who also did not want to be identified, says he and his girlfriend were approached by what is likely the same group of suspects just minutes earlier. Three guys jumped out with guns and hoodies on and everything. Uh, came up to us asking for all of our stuff, you know, wallets, keys, everything. Put our hands up, started backing away. Um, and I think that's when they kind of realized that there was, you know, a lot of people around and cars driving by. So then they quickly jumped back into their car after pointing their guns at us, got back in their car and sped south on Walcott. He feels lucky to have escaped without injury and with all of his things. These victims, however, are left wondering who else this crew has targeted. We live in like a world-class city. It's a shame if people are going to be afraid to live here. This is a great neighborhood, but police are overwhelmed. Now, both the victims, or both sets of victims in this case, I should say, describe the suspect's car the same way, a white Toyota Camry with tinted windows. We're live in Buckingham. Children, kids, high school kids, the same ones that are carjacking, the same ones you're paying $28,000 a year for, the same ones that are getting billed, you're getting billed for 1,296 student capacity, there's actually 64, because the other 1,100 are out robbing your ass. Welcome to Utopia. Now, you know what will make them feel good about themselves? Let's give them a college degree. I think you should. These are bachelor. Uh, these are They all got a BA. All of you get a BA in street thuggery, gang violence, drug dealing. Pick your uh, topic. Holly, Merrillville. Hey, Sean. This is Holly from Merrillville. Right. Hey. Wanted to call in and talk about the student loan topic. I'm one of the people who is going to get the $10,000. I am also a certified conservative, voted for Trump. I do want to tell you that the story that they're not telling, which will be interesting for us to find out in the days to come, is what that 10000 is really covering. I owe $160,000 in student loans for my bachelor's and my master's. I came from a working-class family. My father worked for General Motors, and actually he was let go in 2008 thanks to that market crash. But I'm one of those people who is trying to make a living, right, middle class. I work in recruiting. Not only today did I, not only today I lost my job, today from Amazon, Sean, uh-huh. but I 
found out I'm getting $10,000. What am I getting? I'm getting $10,000 probably off the interest that I owe. Yeah. I'm not even going to see that 10000 No, of course I, not. And, and, and the other thing they're not telling you is that you're going to pay taxes on that $10,000. Of course they're not. So you're going to pay. That. But this yep. is something, Holly. This is why. Yep. Do you know the only loan disclosure w- that you don't have to give? Every loan in this country, every loan comes with a disclosure. The only one that the people do not have full disclosure is a student loan. That's because the government nationalized it. The don't. problem is, Holly, they're giving loans to children and they're telling them it's of value. And the children are believing yep. them. And none of that is society's yep. fault. I'm sure you don't want that $10,000 from a guy who didn't go to college, a guy that they're going to tax 50 times over, but now you're in the swamp. Now you're in the soup. This is what it's like to be a socialist. Some are unwilling. Others pay the cost. That pool of who pays the cost is smaller and smaller. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Oh, this is a perfect timing for this call. Free health care, free tuition, free college, free housing, free food. Let's go to somebody who understands how it turns out. Ignacio, it's Spring Grove. Uh, Scott, you left out one thing. Free dumb is no longer going to be there. I talked to you. We've talked over months, but I, I think your third, third time you were ever on, I remember telling you, secession. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I, I am I am done with I told you so's because we have hit the point of no return and short of secession. Brother, I promise you, if people believe that changing one rhino for another rhino and winning the Senate and winning the House is going to change anything, these people probably believe wrestling is real, too. No, but I, I will tell you this, Ignacio. It, it is time to seriously come up with the only answer, and that that is secession. You can't get away from this. I mean, you have to. You have to get away from it. You have to try. You have to go to some place that's going to fight for America, because it is in Washington, D.C., and it certainly is in these sewer ghettos run by the Democrat mafia. Kim Hoffman Estates. Hi, Sean. I love your show. Love your truth. Thank you, Kim. Uh, I'm outraged that I have to pay for the commitments that other people signed for. Um, uh, I'm a single mother. My daughter had $80,000 in student loans. She stayed, she's 31 now, but she stayed at home with me and I supported her until she was 28 so she could go work and pay off her loans. And she, she's paid off $71,000 by hard work. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just outraged. No, of course I'm, it is because this is, this is the cost of everyone who works. I've... Yeah, I called all my elected officials in the past hour. But what they've all listened, except Governor Pritzker's office. She told me that it, he had nothing to do with it. It's Biden. For me to contact Biden, I said, yes, but Pritzker represents us. She goes, he has nothing to do with it. You have to contact Biden. You know, just Kim, you're, you're, you're calling a trust fund, baby, to explain to him the, uh, the, the dignity and the integrity in earning a life versus getting one for nothing. What's I, I mean, he is a Democrat scum who advocates for people to pay taxes on income because he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any income. He has long-term capital gains. He has investment strategies. He's part of the Panama Papers. He has accountants that circumvent very taxes he throws on people. He's laughing at you in the same way Elizabeth Warren is. That's why the time, Kim, is to get the hell out of this Democrat-run sewer. Because they're going to win. 
They just won some key races. Why? There are more losers than winners. There are more people that want to be Soviets and lovable, comfortable slaves than earners with freedom and risk. See, this is the thing that no one's been able to... There are 80% of your society does not want to be free. They like to be slaves that are comfortable. They're called Democrats. Look around you. They've never been right. Have they ever told the truth on anything? Any policy ever come out like they predicted? That's why I have Obama playing. He told you it was going to be better 12 years ago. Does any Democrat even care? No. They want to just feel good about being a loser. That's why they vote for so many losers. I'll be back. Run, Forrest, run! Run, Forrest! Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. One of the worst presidents. In American history was a trust fund baby fraud socialist who had the favoritism of the media. His name was FDR. The damage he did to this country you almost can't fathom, can never be quantified because there's so many scandals. But one thing that FDR, the socialist, knew, once unions occupied government, collapse and bankruptcy would follow. I have a long checkered past with unions. I have family members, close family members who I love, involved in unions both from workers and upper echelon and the rest of it. Unions deliver failure and mediocrity at extremely high prices. Prior to Joe Biden administration, unions were on their ass and exposed for the failures that they were. Unfortunately, they take advantage of the working man. And that upper echelon is an extortion mafia. Where they really thrive is in absolute and total failure known as government. They also have another side effect. They destroy private business. Because they cannot afford competition, so they have political power to squeeze it out. This is a brief summary of history. Not my opinion. It's what happens. They don't help you, they hurt you. Are there some legitimate reasons a hundred years ago? Okay. But in the meantime, what they really produce is corruption. And that's why they thrive in Democrat sewers that are corrupt. Miley Cyrus is from the Illinois Policy Business Association. Oh, Smith. Did I say Cyrus? Sorry. (laughs) You got to remember, my kids were big when Miley Cyrus was big. Anyway, Miley Smith, Illinois Policy Business Association, how Illinois businesses are going to be hurt by Amendment 1. Miley, excuse the Cyrus, but Miley Smith. (laughs) That's okay. this This is, I mean, you can't really come back from this kind of devastation. You know, for a short time, Illinois enjoyed the Janus decision, and there was an opportunity to maybe break the backs of these labor extortion mafias. But under these circumstances, what's going to happen? What's the future look like? So the very first amendment, the very first thing that is going to appear on the ballot this November is an amendment. 
that's being framed as a workers' rights amendment, but it's really a first-of-its-kind constitutional amendment that is going to drive up taxes and it's going to cement Illinois' reputation as one of the worst places in the nation to do business. It's going to grant the fundamental rights to workers that's on par with the freedom of religion and the freedom uh, of the press to unionize. And it's expanding bargaining for government union bosses beyond wages and compensation to include broad new subjects. So what we know is going to happen is that government unions are going to be able to demand more and they can go on strike permanently under this amendment to get those demands met. And there's no limit on what government leaders can give away. And so who's going to pay for that? That's going to be the taxpayers and the businesses here in Illinois are going to hurt for it. Well, first of all, the way that it, 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 even the the way it's worded is a cloak of deception. You can unionize now. Where is, where is there a prevention of anybody unionizing? What this does, this doesn't give the benefit to that. This gives an edge to that and it intimidates free, free workers that do not want to be part of a labor extortion mafia. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. Private sector workers are already provided rights under the National Labor Relations Act. Illinois government, state and local government workers are provided extensive rights under our state law, more so than than in our surrounding states. So they already have rights to unionize and bargain that are quite extensive. But this takes it to another level. And I would point to Chicago Teachers Union as what we're talking about as that next level. Chicago Teachers Union has a history of demanding things that are beyond the pale of normal negotiations, like housing and defunding the police. And those are the sort of things that Amendment 1 paves the way for government unions here in Illinois to demand. And again, like I said, this will also give them a permanent right to strike. So we're going to see... Government unions in Illinois demanding more, going on strike you know, to get those demands met. They are the real one percenters. This, this is something that is astonishing to me. And it's also astonishing to me that the idiots that keep voting Democrat, the ones that are not in on this scam, because if you're in on this scam, on this organized labor extortion mafia, you have to vote for Democrat. And that's really how they win. That's why the IBEW voted for this dimwit dementia patient in diapers. It's why they vote for the butter-handed beanbag scumbag governor. It's why they continue to vote Democrat. And that is their party of choice. It is a money laundering scheme that perpetrates on extortion and mafia tactics. The question I have for you is, this seems to be the way Illinois likes it. Chicago likes it this way, right? I see these fat-ass business agents drive around like men. I mean, do you really think there's enough good people in this sewer to to beat them off? I do. I think that when what what we have experienced is that when people understand what this amendment does, they are appalled by it. And we know that parents and other community members across the state have seen the devastating effects of what teachers unions can do, particularly in Chicago. We know that, you know, three out of the last three school years, it remains to be seen what happens this year, um, but three out of the last three school years, CTU walked out on students. We see that that has affected test scores. We know that parents, just as as one segment of our society in Illinois, have seen the devastating effect and the power 
that government unions have in Illinois. And when they go to that polling place, they're going to see this amendment on the top of their ballot. And if they know the effects of this, they will vote no. Oh, yeah. Well, if they understand that each citizen, each citizen owes the uh, public pension scam $48,000. Each Illinoisan owns $48,000. The the government just has to figure out how to pry it out of your hand. And what I'm suggesting to you is I watched as good men, in order to keep their jobs, were extorted and intimidated to voting for this buffoon people call president. I watched... My old neighborhood, best neighborhood in the world, 364 days a year. Everybody in that neighborhood is an American conservative. However, on voting day, the ones that want those mystical, magical pensions and those bulldung contracts, they vote Democrat. Is the lure of the successful corruption that is Illinois too much to push off, in your opinion? I don't think so. What I do think is dangerous about this amendment is the way it is misleading people. It really is a fraud on voters because it is being framed as an amendment that is going to provide rights to to all workers. Proponents (laughs) are saying that. Sponsors are saying that. Um, But it can only apply to government workers, state and local government workers here in Illinois. Um, We've had websites that are, are saying this is going to help you know, workers across Illinois. And that is not true. It can only apply to government workers. So this really is a way to undermine power grab. And it undermines the Janus decision. That's what its real intention is. I I think it is an effect of the Janus decision. They cannot take away the right of government workers to turn down, to opt out of union membership. They can't change that. The Supreme Court has said that. What unions in Illinois, particularly government unions, are seeing in the wake of that decision is people fleeing the union. Nearly 10% of government union workers in Illinois have left their unions since 2017, that last full year before Janice. I think that has been um, a wake-up call to the government union, and I think that is one of the reasons why we see this amendment on the ballot. They want to do something to hold on to their power, to hold on to the power over citizens, and to continue raking in that taxpayer money because they're losing it and they're losing members. Do enough people understand that the reason the states that surround Illinois are not in the fiscal problems Illinois is in is because the best states in this country are what's called right-to-work states, and they do not strap their citizens with the cost of hiring organized crime and pretending you're getting services from it. Do you, do you think that that plays north of I-80? Um, are you are you seeing any optimism in these suburbs? Because, you know, after this last election, I have to tell you, DuPage elected that dimwit who pretended to be a nurse and didn't even have a driver's license, Lauren Underwood. They elected the heiress to the green energy scam, whose father wrote the book and, and sold out to waste management, that idiot, Sean Caston. I mean, to me, that was that was the sound of, of the tidy bowl man. Do you think there's still enough people left who recognize what they've done? and want to fix this state, or is it just going to be losers all in one place? You know, we certainly are seeing people flee the state, and this amendment will will worsen that. It'll worsen our economy. It'll worsen the exodus of people that are leaving the state. You know, we are surrounded, with the exception of Missouri, we are surrounded by right-to-work states. So you do have people all over the state that are bordered by communities <laughs> 
where people do get to choose for themselves. And I think it's important to note that in these right-to-work states, that's, that's freedom for workers. That isn't something that's bad for workers. They get to choose for themselves whether or not they are paying a union. And if the union isn't doing a good job, then they don't have to pay. If the union is doing a good job and they want to pay, that's fine. Right. It is a freedom to choose. Yeah. It also creates competition. The unions in those states have to do better sure. for workers well, because their money is on the line. Miley, you, you, you sound too wonderful and too smart to understand. I mean, you know that the unions don't want competition. I mean, how are you going <laughs> to you gonna go on break for half the day if you have competition right. and the rest of it? But the other thing is that the already devastation to Illinois. Commercial real estate in Illinois, the vacancy rate is astronomical. It's far greater than any state. Also, the, in conjunction with the organized uh, uh, mafia of lawyers and tax lawyers through the Madigan, when people get their taxes reduced, that goes on the commercial property that does not have the Irish mafia representing them in the court system. So um, is there enough people that still want to be in business to push back? That's the real no. phrasing that I want. You know, I mean, I'm driving to work. I haven't been in Illinois in a long time. I'm driving to work, and I take different routes because I like to see it. I cannot get over the vacancies on major thoroughfares of what used to be productive office buildings and warehouses. I mean, everything's vacant. I, I, I can't believe it. And that's something that small business owners particularly need to be aware of with this amendment. This is an amendment that is going to drive up taxes. It's going to make it harder to do business here. But even even though it can't apply to the majority of private sector workers, there is a small segment of small businesses that will be slammed by this because they're small enough that they don't have to unionize under the National Labor Relations Act. But under Amendment 1, they will be forced to unionize if they have two part-time employees. Come on. So this is going to affect small businesses um, in a way. So I have a, co- I have a cousin. I have a cousin who has a fence company. Love him like a brother. Probably doesn't want me to mention it. But anyway, he every once in a while he'll get a job and he'll have to hire one of these sloths in the union. And he just tells the guy, just sit in the truck on your fat ass, let my guys do the work. So under this new rule, he only has to deal with them when he gets a certain job that, you know, they have to force him on him. Under this rule, they'll be able to, he's got a small business that he's hanging on by his teeth. So they'll be able to take his entire shop and unionize it. If that is possible, it depends on like, yeah, it, that well, is, it is very possible. I had a grandfather um, who had a small business, and just looking back at that, like, there's no way that he met no. the threshold that he had to... You will, Miley, but he would under that. You will destroy. Small business will board up tomorrow. I grew up in a small business, a mechanic. We had three, four mechanics, two salesmen. If you had to unionize and pay those idiots, what that ridiculous wage and all that nonsense that the union wants, it'd be over with. You might as well board it up. This is what's going to happen, Miley. When do we know know if this passes? Yeah, and we know that large companies are already moving their headquarters out. I'm from Peoria originally. So, you know, Caterpillar leaving the state, that's heartbreaking, moving their headquarters. We've seen Boeing leave. We've, we've seen Citadel leave. If these large companies are giving up on Illinois and leaving, I can't even imagine how hard it's going to be for small businesses in that community if Amendment 1 passes. And I don't think people understand when you want to fire somebody in a union, the liability of being a business owner with a union employment, the way that you even have to fire them is, is, is insanity. It's- 
I mean, it's you don't. The thing hard. about unions, right. once they infiltrate your business, you don't own it. They do. And this is something people are going to learn the hard way. I watched it from brick lane to you name it, to truck driving to the rest of it. This is a cancer of capitalism unions. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank Keep you me very posted. Much. 312. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Just had a um, dear friend of mine who I grew up with. You know, it's something when you grow up in a neighborhood like I grew up in. It's a wonderful experience. And you see the guys that go one way, guys that go the other way. And one of my friends went on to be a restaurateur. And he was very, is, is very successful. I don't know how many restaurants. During COVID, he had three in the city that he closed. And he's listening to the show. And he said, you know, I'm driving by and it's just amazing to go drive past my old restaurants and all of the people that were put out of work. All of them. And you think about the devastation in all the restaurants and all the businesses around. This is how the government takes over the idea of, of entrepreneurship, of freedom, of capitalism. Because the more desperate people get, the more unemployed they are, the more vacancies. Their ideas of collectivism, which is what unions are. And by the way, for those of you, I mean, I wish I could tell you, I, I have been involved in unions my whole life. I, family, close family. I know what it is. Is it, does it hide in a good idea? Can it help some people? Only the ones that can't keep up. That's who unions help. It harms the ones that want to produce more. It does not incentivize achievement. And it hamstrings business owners. It's the worst thing in the world for business. Sorry, it just is. You know who can afford a union? Government. You know why? Nobody gives a rip how much money they waste. They just keep giving it money. Obviously, that's the problem. There's no standards. But what they can't face is competition Neither can socialism. Socialism can't face competition. That's why what you're seeing is a drowning out of your American way. All right, real quick. Sam, Chicago. Hey, fabulous to hear from you and connect with you guys. It's an thank, honor. Thank you, Sam. Um, I am. But, you know, <clears throat> yeah, but I, I know that you know, my wife has been in education for umpteen years out in U46 out in Evanston, or uh, Elgin. Um, I've, in reference to, like, the student loan, I taught for uh, city colleges of, of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And one, one, my first semester there, all of a sudden, out of my 40 students, all of a sudden, there was, I had five students. And I was like, well, what in the world happened to the other 35 students? And the, 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 my good students that were still there, they said, oh, yeah, well, the, the student loan check came in. And I said, what does that have to do with anything? They said, oh, well, you know, everyone came and got their checks, and now they're taking off. Now they're buying new cars. They're out partying. Or or they're partying or whatever. And uh, I was like, what? That just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's a student loan for your education. And and they said, no, no, no. When you go in, you sign the the papers, and then they hand you a check for $10,000. And it's just like, well, I don't know. I know in the 80s, when I went to college, and I went to a very good school. And even back in the 80s, it was like almost $30,000 a year. The college got the check when you went to college. Yeah, yeah. You know who changed that, don't you? You you walked up to the the purser's office. They said, hey, sign this. 
sign this, sign the check. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me the check. Okay, there you go. All right, thanks. Have a great day. It went straight into your account, and you know you got your statement at the end of the semester that said, "Okay, ten thousand dollars in student aid was just applied to your account." So that Boom. that changed. It changed slightly under Clinton, but it really changed under Barack Obama. And now uh-huh. the kids the kids get the check, or in some cases they get debit cards. And this yeah, is how you it. wrap it in an education, and you give it that false veil of virtue. So that people say, oh, it's for your education. We really don't know what the, the money was used for. What we do know yeah. is it all became another excuse to tax us. It all became another yeah. mission to, to, to lure yeah. people into socialism. And that's the problem, Sam, the ideology of how we're losing the debate because we're being outconned by the cunning socialist who is figuring yeah. out I mean, how to don't put... They under, don't they understand? Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Does it, don't they understand? I mean, just the nature of the world is the fact that ROI, you know, Return on investment. No, they don't. Okay, we're we're, we're putting out some money. Us taxpayers, the what is it? The the the, the minority of us all now. Right? Yeah. There's what 40 percent of the people are paying in, and sixty are taking out. Yeah. Um, Sam, you know, I like, could talk hey, to you for an what, hour. What return. I went long. I'm going to continue our conversation, oh, thank though. You. Thank you. I could talk to him for an hour. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We don't need no education. Had a lot of stuff we were going to cover, but I'll tell you what, it's more important to cover how the Democrats scourge plan on winning. And this is how they plan on winning. This is um, buy votes, support the people who want to kill their babies, tell them it's all right, you feel good about it. Support the people who want to limit their fellow citizens by extortion. Tell them they deserve something. It's all right to feel good about it. And this is the problem with America as we see it. Otherwise, how else could you explain these pathetic, disgraceful politicians who have become gods in our country? This is the problem. Now, are there enough good people to push back against it? I, th- I also think this is a possibility. I think it's very possible that people start really segregating themselves from these people who take something for nothing. I'm dead serious. I wouldn't go to a lawyer that got his tuition paid for by the government. I wouldn't go to a doctor that got his tuition paid for by the government. I wouldn't go to an accountant. I wouldn't go to anybody. We should uh, at least make these benefactors of charity, of welfare, identify themselves, rather than try to blend in with the rest of the achievers, the good achievers, the good people who did the right thing. But I lost that argument in 08. See if I can get it back now. Let's go to the lines. I'm, and if I made a lot of people wait, I apologize, but it's a, been a busy show. In the meantime, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Listen, the reason I call in every day is because I get a good insight on what's going on in the country from you. But the, the thing that I want to uh, ask you is this. My daughter uh, is a high school English teacher for 20 year, over 20 years now. Uh, she's been paying her student loans since 1997. Okay, she's paid in over $75,000. Mm-hmm. She's probably got, got about $20,000 to pay. Now, do you feel that it's, it's these people that should be uh, getting this uh, money listen, rather it, than it, somebody it, that went to college and 
If I you, mean, you know, that went to school and didn't get a degree. I don't think anybody should get the money. You, if you sign a debt, a promissory note, which is what a loan is, you sign it, you pay it. No, I understand that. You know, that's my thing. I do I think that, I, so? To pick one I'm over the other. Is, see, I don't do that. Pick, pick one over the other. The, the politicians do that, and they're very comfortable in justifying it. That's why the clip with Joe Biden tells it all. He feels that the man well, who fights to keep his own money, he calls that a tax break. He's just as guilty as the person who gets something for nothing. And that's how you know society is over. This is supposed to be the president. Yeah, but I, I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is this. These people made a, a conscious uh, try to, to pay these debts, and they're still doing it. She's still paying it. Yeah. Okay? So if they're going to give away money, not you know, not that she deserves it. She'll pay out the rest of the money. But if they're going to give it away, shouldn't shouldn't they be giving it to people like her who at least are making an effort to pay out their loans? Well, I don't... Instead I, of these people what makes you they, think that she won't be eligible for it? She may be. I don't know how it works. Well, no, she is eligible for it. She only, well, there you go. Somebody already contacted her and said she is because she teaches as, at a public high school. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she's eligible. Mm. So... Is it so wrong that that she would yes. if she can get it to yeah. take it? Yeah, she signed it the is. note. Okay. She signed the note. She she took the money. She agreed to the terms. She's, but she's going to pay for it even if she didn't get it. This is what I'm saying. So then pay for it. Okay, you so know what I mean. Will. Well, then then there's no problem. But the idea that we are having a justifiable welfare system. I don't believe in welfare. Oh, I agree. I think you want to believe in charity. 100%. You want to believe in charity? Then let's have charity, and then give a dollar for dollar tax tax write off. I believe, but but that other the other person that you talked to said that that money that she may get is probably only going to pay the interest. Doesn't matter. You know? It doesn't matter. Yeah. The interest is the interest. That's why you agree to interest. The other thing is I, she's going to have to pay taxes on it. It's going to be a fraction of the 10000 and all the rest of it. But what it is is a way to ease you in and normalize welfare. And you could justify well, it a thousand not, different ways. You could justify she's it. Not a Biden, uh, she's not a Biden fan. I understand. So I understand, but she's getting it because uh, yeah, Biden gave it to her. And she's going to rich. I get you, brother, she's but there's no such. Way. I understand, and that's wonderful. There's no such thing as half pregnant. Thank you very much. Right? That's just it. And this is the other thing. Do you have to apply for? It? Well, then you are at the crossroads of character, and maybe someone will know, and no one will know, and all the rest of it. The question is this: Are you has has welfare become so normalized now that everyone's going to take it? And if so, then Gonzalez was right in New York. We will win because we are socialists. It's that simple. You could justify all kinds of... Listen, let's go to prison. Let's just call a convict up. We could justify everything from stealing to murder and everything in the middle. could justify everything. I didn't know that that was so big. So what? What about all of right versus wrong? Not right versus left. Right versus wrong. Did you go to college? Then pay the fracking ticket price. Don't go to some guy working two jobs who's never going to go to college. Not only that, he didn't want to. And what about those guys that never signed the debt? I just didn't want it. My parents pay. Whatever the case is, you're not entitled to anything except freedom in this country. It's how it used to be. But now, not so much. Now you're not entitled to your own property. You just better have a sob story. That's what you need. 
You need to get yourself a sob story. And that's how you get doctors and lawyers that aren't worth a flush. You try to make them pretend they worked for it and they deserve it. They don't deserve jack. And if they were good at it, they'd pay their own bills. So do I want to go to Kevin in Austin, Texas, encourage people to get involved? Please, it's the same thing. Craig Mount Greenwood. Hey, Slugger, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Got three kids through uh, college. I told them when they were, I says, uh, if you take and do poorly or you don't finish or anything like that, um, <laughs> get your loans, get everything to go, and you're paying for it all. I mean, okay. There, I told you, them, uh, before you, you go on, I just want, I want to point out that, that premise. What if you didn't deserve to go? What if you went and you were the town tramp or the party boy at the frat house? Now you get 10000 on the people. See, this is the problem. Everybody should go. No, you shouldn't. And you know what? I love the fact, too. I love it, Craig. The, the most wealthy people in the world. You know what one thing they all have in common? They all dropped out of college. All of them. But go ahead. I told, all, I, I told him, I said, you finish above the, you, you finish really strong, get good grades. Hey, they all finished with straight A's. I mean, that's unbelievable. I, I said, I told them, I said, you finish high in a minute, I'll take care of it. I, I, I've got uh, extra jobs, a home equity line of credit, paid for it all, and I'm, I was glad to pay for it. Those kids got uh, like careers, they basically worked hard, straight A's. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm telling you the thing. What a good way to encourage kids to basically uh, take and work hard in school. Well, I, said, you, I said, give me all your. I'm yeah. going to tell you something else. Aside from what your kids achieved. You're the dad, and what you did is, of course, honorable, but you're the best man in this state. You didn't ask for something for nothing. You said, my kids have to perform, and I'll pay. You wouldn't want to take my money and pay your tuition. You know why? You're not a roach. The problem is we've allowed the roaches to pretend to be men and to pretend to be mothers, and we allow them to kill their baby. This is a problem. That's why we have designated areas. All the roaches... Go to Chicago. Let me know how it works. Just don't go for a walk after dark. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it very much. See, that's a man. That's a man. It used to be called an American. Now we mixed in a bunch of these welfare roaches. Communists, socialists, Marxists, Stalinites, Trotskyites, Leninists, whatever. Scumbags. They didn't, now they're blended in. They look like the rest of us. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560. The answer. So one of the main main tactics is to divert attention from the real issue when it comes to socialist failure. Barack Obama nationalized student loans. It was $450 billion. It now is $1.7 trillion. It's, it's, It's preposterous. It's preposterous. Quadrupled. And in the meantime, we're going to give $10,000 away, and this will be the argument. We know the argument of socialism is a failure. The question is, how do we rip it out by the root, and who do we send to do it? Let's go to a loyal, faithful P2 times. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, how are you? Good. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about that when you are talking about the, uh, the forgiveness. Now, a senior citizen who goes to work at Walmart because they need some extra money to subsidize their uh, income, part of that money is going to go to pay off that student loan through taxes. Somebody who's waiting at a, waiting your table, uh, 
part of their money that they earn that day is going to go to pay off some of the student loan. And I was thinking about the uh, the woman who won the socialist mm-hmm. in the congressional district. Gonzalez. Right? Yeah. So I get. I guess there were there were four close elections could go either way. Three out of the four Republicans won, and the fourth one was the one in New York where they lost. And from what I heard, I understand that it's less than three thousand votes if you go look online, and they're blaming it on the conservative radio host who wasn't encouraging their people to get out and vote. <laughs> All right, go vote, everybody, go vote. Just don't vote for uh, don't vote for uh, uh, what's his name, the kid uh, from the other the Illinois kid. Running with the January 6th. Adam Kinzinger. Don't vote for Adam Kinzinger. Tea partier. Let's go to, there was a woman here, her daughter. Oh, boy. Mary and Palatine, I wanted to take you. Carolyn Oaklawn, Jeff, Dave, Devin. I wanted to take all of you. It's the fastest show on radio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll get to you if I can. In the meantime, I'll be back. I can't believe how fast this goes. Give me another segment, squirrel. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a enjoyed the look of a Tesla. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Well, there's a simple answer for that. Maserati designed it. It's a cell phone. It's twice the weight of a normal car. It also has a propensity to uh, burst into flames. child is hurt when a garage catches fire after a Tesla is plugged into an electrical outlet. A fam- Downside. You know, you burn the garage and the house down. It takes three times the water. That's all problem, especially if you're sleeping above it. Not good. Um, and it's very expensive. In fact, the only reason they ever sold any of them was because the government bribed people, kind of like for going to college, bribed them. They steered sales. Now in this new boondoggle bill, and the reason everyone looks and turns a blind eye to the corruption in it is because they think they're going to have fun in their new electric future vehicle, and they're unaware of exactly how much they suck and how they get half the distance if you're cold or if you're hot, if the electric doesn't work. They, uh... Not real big thinkers on the Democrat side. Somebody who is, is Donald Kendall. Donald Kendall is a research fellow at the Heartland Institute. He's also the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. Donald, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I read an article this morning, and it said that California, in the next 10 years, will not allow, I want you to think about this, California will not allow the sale of new combustion engine vehicles. Only electric in 10 years. And I said, this has to be a joke. There's no way that they could do this. After all, it's America, land of the free, home of the brave, and all that gaga. Turns out they could do whatever they want because the Americans are now slaves to political corruption. And this didn't just start in America. This is an idea that's been bantied around all around the world, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the scariest part about that California story is when you hear stories about cars in, in California, you always have to take into account that when they make these like restrictions, there's such a large market that it cascades across the entire country. Uh, that story you know, usually gets talked about, that angle usually gets talked about when it comes to those cafe standards. But, yeah, the same thing will happen with this. So 
might be easy to smirk at the people in California, but it's just a sign of things to come. But you're absolutely right. This is this is a, 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 a trend that's going across the world. And I've got three stories for you. All right. One's a bit old. You've been talking about the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, so you tell me if you've heard this one. All right. But, uh, you know, we know that it has nothing to do with reducing inflation. It has everything to do with raining money on the politically connected renewable energy projects to the tune of $113 billion. So amongst the list of subsidies, tax credits, handouts that are in this bill, there's a new tax credit for people that want to buy an electric car. You, you mentioned this, right? Seventy five hundred so bucks. Let's, let's put aside the fact that this is the government bribing people to buy electric vehicles. So, what did Ford do in light of this new seventy five hundred dollar tax credit? Raised its price. They raised their price by eighty five eighty five hundred dollars. Uh huh. So, the Inflation Reduction Act might as well just be pouring money right into Ford's bank account. So like this was, you know, if it wasn't obvious that all of this is just like a scam, you know, that has got to be one of the more egregious examples since probably Solyndra or something like that. Well, Donald, what um, I love, and- what I love about this is it also doesn't the American moron that votes Democrat doesn't realize that that seventy five hundred dollars is only if the car is made by a union in America. That doesn't That's apply right. to Teslas. It doesn't apply to the cars you want, Nissan, Toyota. All the rest. None, none of the good cars that last, you know, for 250,000 miles and the Ford you got to bring back every six months. But that's only, <laughs> that's only another laundry scheme, money laundering scheme for the UAW, where they're in the, in the forest preserve getting high and drunk and then they pretend they're at work. So this is really not a tax credit for electric vehicles, but only the ones made by the UAW. That's an even bigger scandal to me. Right, right. So that's story number one. Story number two, to show that this is across the globe, uh, Bank Australia, a major Australian bank in Australia, recently announced that it's going to terminate loans for new internal combustion engines by 2025. And uh, that sounds like a year that's far away, but it's only three years away. Bank Australia is a, is a, like a B Corp type of bank, which is very similar to the ESG system that I've railed against relentlessly on your show and anywhere else that'll put a microphone in front of my face. Yeah. And ESG, as I like to remind people, is not a creature of the free market. It's the largest cronyous system ever devised. And now it's being used to dictate consumers' choices in vehicles in Australia. And to think that it's going to be limited to just Australia, you already mentioned the California story. This this type of thing is going to happen all over the place. Do you think people are waking up to the idea that none of this works without force? That these very people who say and pretend that, oh, they're liberal hippies, they cannot exist without mandates, coercion, force, extortion. They are the Fourth Reich. Is anybody picking up on this other than me? It's got to be obvious by now. Like, if this was all just free market decisions and everything like that, why would we need billions of dollars in subsidies? Why would we need mandates from these banks? Why would we need any of this uh, uh, collusion-type things that are going on that forces people to make the right decision? It, it, that, 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 I think, is a hallmark of this being a scam. You know what's so so I've got so one sickening. more story for you. I know, but what's so sickening is that there are, I, th- I, I think there's too few Americans that understand what made us the youngest and the richest is we were absent of government force. And here we are in 2022. I've got a union bag man with a wet, saggy diaper pretending to be president who can't blink. I've got unions infiltrated governments bringing down what used to be great states from California to Illinois, pick New York, Philadelphia, whatever the case is. And 
These idiots still keep winning races. I, I can't figure this out for the life of me, kid. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you pay off a whole bunch of people, I mean, we I just got a $10,000 payoff by uh, Biden announced today with the school loan stuff. So <laughs> if, you, if you fill enough people's pockets with money, I guess you can get elected anywhere. Well, Donald, um, give me story number three if I can handle it. All right, story number three, BlackRock, huge ESG supporter. They control <laughs> trillions of dollars in wealth across the world. They just made a $700 million investment in Australia in a battery company. So uh, do you think that BlackRock cares about the environment? Do you think they're doing this because they're trying to help stop climate change? Or do you think it has more to do with the fact that Australian government has dumped billions of dollars into renewable energy projects across the country and have a stated goal of achieving 40% of their energy from renewable energy by the year 2030? I'm not a betting man, but I'd stake my house on the latter option. Yeah. I am a betting man, and I will say this. Um, the good news in this story, if you're going to look for a silver lining, is that at least they're not enriching those lovable, wife-beating, daughter-mutilating uh, Muslims that have taken over Afghanistan. Because China bought all the rights to their mining of all of their battery nonsense and all their EV nonsense, and they're going to strip that desert even more bare. And the whole time will be paid for in U.S. dollars as the U.S. government mandates profit to Chinese companies. I, I've never seen anything so open and so obvious, and it does explain why you would buy a Biden for $31 million. Seems to be a very good investment when, in hindsight, does it not? Yeah, I mean, the truth about all of this, all of these stories that I mentioned, everything that you talked about when it comes to, quote-unquote, renewable energy, none of it is going to do anything to prevent any climate change. It's going to do nothing to protect the environment. The only thing that it will do is enrich the people that came up with this and, and champion this green energy scam. That's, that's what all of this is. It's become painfully clear over the last several months. So Bank of Australia, let's go back to this. They're, they said they're going to end loans for new gas and diesel vehicles does this open the market to competition can an american company can a couple of guys go in there and say i'll finance your car or are they going to use government corruption to make sure that none of that happens so that we open for the first time in world history that i can think of black market car financing because that's what will happen <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there will be an element of that, but the Australian government came out just like a couple of years ago and had a national plan for a, a changing over the uh, uh, the cars of the country to electric vehicles, their, their, their nationwide fleet to electric vehicles. So I think that this is just kind of parallels that, probably rides on the coattails of that. And surely, if there was some larger operation, they would use things like ESG and just straight-up government force to stamp it out before it could do anything real. You know, there is a, a real problem with these electric vehicles. And, you know, I, I, I said it in my opening. There is a major fire issue with electric vehicles. I have clips that go from California all the way to New York and Florida and everywhere in between. These cars are really a danger to bursting into flames, and they've been happening all over the world. India has stories of they have electric mopeds, scandalous electric uh, buses bursting in the flames. Can the uh, media just squash the downside and the fact that these vehicles do not work as advertised? <laughs> yeah, I think the problem is even more extensive than that. I mean, that that's a pretty extreme thing, and it's, it's surely an issue, but... 
I, the, the modern electric grid that we have right now cannot support a system where even a tenth of the cars are running on electric uh, power. So that that's the biggest problem that really stops this from being realistic. And I think Australia is going to find that issue out a lot sooner than we will. But uh, it's definitely something that we have to keep an eye on. Are Americans aware of exactly the kind of energy crunch, not only Australia, but that Europe is going through? The natural gas prices have rallied 400% that right now people are seeing electric bills in Great Britain of $1,800 a month. Are Americans just so insulated with stupidity that they'll not only vote for an 80-year-old bagman for the unions with dementia, but they're ignorant as to just how fast American prosperity has changed and the trajectory it's continuing down? Yeah, I mean it's very easy for for us on this side of the uh, on this side of the pond to uh, kind of snicker at at Europe, but they they just seem to be a couple of steps ahead of the path that we are taking. Uh, Germany is one of the craziest examples of this. All, all the stats that you had just mentioned there, but it's so bad that their government is turning around, doing a U turn on shutting down their final three nuclear power plants. And that, that was a big plan for them for the past, like, 10 years was shutting these things down. So it's not out of, like, uh, a realization uh, that uh, nuclear power is a good thing to pursue. It's out of pure desperation because of the energy crunch that they're having. And then now, over here, you know, we, we've seen the story in Texas, what was that, just last year? Uh, California has routine black, uh you know, rolling brownouts or whatever they want to call it. And then they were even warning this summer for the Midwest region that we might be experiencing blackouts. In my life, I'm not the oldest guy in the world, but in my life, I've never experienced anything like that. And it seems to be more and more commonplace. And I think that's what's going to continue to happen if we keep going down this path of, quote-unquote, renewable energy. Hayek called it the road to serfdom. It's funny, this is a book that, you know, I'm older than you, and it's a book that we read in the 70s and 80s and thought, come on, there's no way Americans would adopt this philosophy. Yet here I am circa 2022. The history and chaos of what this philosophy has done to the world is undeniable. Yet each and every day we march closer and closer to that totalitarian utopia which delivers such neighborhoods known as ghettos in Chicago. Now I'm curious to know, you're, you're on the TV show Stopping Socialism TV, right? Are you seeing younger people that are being lured like moths to a fire to the ideology that would support this imbecile? Or are you seeing young people reject it? Because I've been very lucky. Uh, the, the kids that are my kids' age, their friends and whatnot, they are hardcore against this kind of thing. And as these policies come out that pay off their tuition, they want to distance themselves from the beneficiaries of this. I think it could actually backfire. I just hope it doesn't take too long. But I'm interested to know what you think. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, and the Stopping Socialism TV that you had mentioned, you know, admittedly, there's a bit of an echo chamber there of people that subscribe to us and leave comments and all of that. But you do see a large amount of, of the youngerish crowd uh, saying that they are kind of opened their eyes to all of this stuff just recently. But I can't ignore the fact that all of social media shows the complete opposite. So I think what we're seeing here is kind of like, uh, more of a dividing line. You've got some people that are going this way, and you've got some people going this way, and less people just having a I don't care attitude. So, in one way, that could be good. In another way, that could be really bad. Well, for but, me, uh, you I know, don't be, know, being from Chicago, seeing the devastation it does to character, seeing what it's done to families, and the mayhem, the wreckage left afterwards, 
I'm fully f- for absolute and total secession. It's something I've been saying for a while. It's something I truly believe in. We have the technology. This isn't the 1800s. This is something we could do through our own social security number and the rest of it. If you want to do it due to logistics, fine. Let the red state stay red. But the other side of the coin is these welfare roaches cannot really exist without that small and ever-shrinking 33% of people who actually produce. I mean, do we have to wait till it gets to zero before we rebuild the Soviet Union, known as America, or uh, can we save it in the meantime, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, that that's one that I think, uh, you know, politicians or even just kind of your talking heads uh, on your, your standard news shows are afraid to talk about, this idea of a national divorce. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm open to I'm open to anything, but uh, yeah, that that seems like far away from being like a political talking point. I will say. You know, the other thing I keep thinking about because you're a smart guy, Donald. You can figure this out. If you look at these ridiculous scams, you might want to open up one of those phony windmill countries or companies (laughs) and get yourself backed by a couple of Afghan terrorists and make yourself a billion dollars. There's always that, my friend. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably just have a, we could just file the paperwork for just a name. We don't have to produce one solar panel or anything like that. And we'll probably get all types of investments from these ESG aligned uh, investment corporations. And then we'll just say it's defunct and walk away with all the money. That seems like uh, the new American dream. Why not? I mean, if that bottom heavy Hillary Clinton's brother can do it, you and I could do it. Let's think about it. I appreciate yeah, no problem. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, you got to have a plan B. In the meantime, you stick with plan A. He is the host of Stopping Socialism TV. He's also the host of In the Tank podcast. He's a research fellow at Heartland Institute. He is Donald Kendall. Thank you for joining me, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There is no such thing as free. This is the really the best part of the whole argument. You could call it a pumpkin. It's still a bill, a tax on everyone else. There's no free, there's no grants, there's just diverting pay and cost to other people. I mean, it's like dealing, it's, it's, it's morons. Tell me about the rabbits, George. They're all like Lenny. Every one of these rat Democrats. Al Rosemont. Thank, thank you for having me on. I, I, I got an interesting, interesting take on this. Uh, this isn't uh, government cheese. This is a government trap. This is a way for the government to look at a. Uh, oh, what happened to my guy? Did we lose him? What happened? Right, Allie, oh, there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, now can I can. Oh, that was a good point. But go ahead. Now I can hear you. Go. Okay. Well, this is not government cheese. This is a. Government. This is a rat trap. Mm-hmm. This is a rat trap. This is a way for the government to look at 40 million people making $125,000 or less to get uh, forgiveness for a $10,000 loan. This is why they uh, hired 87,000 agents are getting shored up for this to ramble through the poor's uh, uh, finances. Al, I like this point a lot. And, you know, it reminds me, all welfare is a trap. And what it does is it steals the future. It steals the, the, uh, the, the self 
pride of the of the recipient. It all starts off as a good idea. And first of all, I believe you should help people who need it, but not sustain them because you steal the pride in being a productive human being. And once that's gone, I think I think you just see chaos. And you know, history proves it. And what I'm wondering is if these kids that get this, that buy onto this idea, do they ever really accomplish anything that they feel good about in their life? I don't think so. I think it is a trap on many levels, but I do like your take on it. After all, they got to have something for these 87,000 Gestapo to do. And these kids that's what I'm saying. These kids do not realize they're going to be taxed on this $10,000. That's the beauty of a Democrat scoundrel. They pretend they're giving you something, but they'll just take it from you. Thank you, Alan Rosemont. Appreciate the call very much. Uh, Art, Glendale Heights. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate your show. Please don't ever change. Nah, it's uh, just one of the ch- Women have been trying to change the- me for decades. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> just wanted to chime in real quick on this uh, bailout Biden is doing for the student loans. Um, uh, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, uh, because I'm, I'm against taxpayer-funded uh, you know, free tuition, but so is Pell Grants. So mm-hmm. as a rhetorical question, how is this any worse than Pell Grants? Pell Grants, at some point, you have to qualify for. This one, I guess you have to qualify for, but by, by not being able to earn more than $125,000. But I think this is more of an indictment of the concept of Pell Grants and more of a focal point that there really isn't such a thing as Pell Grants. In fact, that could be contri- contributing to the massive increase in tuition costs because, as you know, as we just talked about, there's no really free money. So if you're suggesting it's Pell Grant by another name, well, maybe, but the outcome will be the same. The outcome will drive up costs for many, and it will tax people who never uh, t- took benefit of any program in any college and for the most part. I mean, don't forget, only a third of Americans actually went to college. But the other thing is you also penalize those people who did go to college and pay for it. It's another form of socialist, socialist cancer. It doesn't work, and now we're just trying to justify. And this is the problem with the argument. We're following around deceivers who want to take your eye off the ball that since they nationalized student debt, it grew from $450 billion to $1.7 trillion. They have no answers except to make it worse, and now that's what's distracting us from this dimwit in diapers who refuses to blink. Thank you, Art. I appreciate it. It's a very thoughtful point, and it's really another indictment as to the idea that there is a grant. Tom in Blue Island. Well, hey, Sean. It, Sean, it seems like these scumbags are winning the card game, and I guess the only question for you is, you know, you, you hear these guys saying, oh, we're going to win back the House and the Senate in November. And I think, you know, as well as I, uh, those guys don't know how to play cards. So what? Ha- how, what? how do you play a card game w- when you don't have any money left to play, brother? Well, you have to go to high ground. This is something I keep saying. You know, right? You have to, you have to take care of yourself. You and the rest of Tom and Blue Island's family and the rest of us have to go to a high ground where we can offset the uh, pending failure of the nation. The nation is slipping into the same failure you see around these Democrat sewers, this commonplace. You know, I've got a clip here. You can't tell me where it's from. Nobody can. Somebody. Here. Crazy, man. Philadelphia losing his mind. People losing their mind out here. Just bullets everywhere. Continued disgust over the constant violence citywide. Tonight, one man speaking with us under the condition of anonymity after he says he watched a brazen, bold shooter open fire on a group of men at 60th. I don't want you to hear his street names, but you can't tell me what city that's from. What you can, what everybody knows listening to this, that's a Democrat sewer. That's where it's from. So get yourself out of them. 
Because what happens is they've been selling this idea of socialism from schools to healthcare to all the rest of it. They are the where we're going if we continue to follow that path. So what Biden just did today is just send the nation deeper and deeper down the road of Soviet socialist servitude. Simple. Uh, George, Libertyville. Sean, how you doing, buddy? A um, couple of points. You know, everybody continually asks, who could vote for this? Well, I'm telling you, people ought to be getting on that frank speech application. And Lindell had a, a weekend state-by-state analysis of these damn machines not allowing uh, Republicans to win. And even in some states, the wrong Republicans who are playing ball and part of the unit party. So I would encourage everybody to get on to that Frank speech app. This, the last thing I'm going to tell you, I'm in that industry. This thing with BlackRock is total crap. They've got these ESG funds where they put in like two or three stocks and then they raise the fees on the uh, fund itself. And in many cases, the returns on those things are worse than the regular ones. So they're going to end up getting sued for a, a giant scam, which is what it is, buddy. I hope so, George. And that's the other thing. Is it legal? Are the Republicans going to sue? I think they should. After all, presidents can't just do this. Pharaohs can. Is that what we really have? 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice call, kid. As cities go more and more into the philosophy of the Democrat mafia, things get real, real expensive. So you're going to have to have options in both selling your items or buying items. Inflation is an interesting, interesting thing. And ways to offset that inflation, ironically, can be in acquiring some valuable assets. Or, if you need to afford things, sometimes you need to sell them. I wanted to get somebody on the line to tell us about a way we can do that. I do their commercials. I'm very proud they have their sponsorship. DonleyAuctions.com. Now, I always talk about Randy Donley, and Randy's a friend of mine. Did you know there's another Donley? Oh, but there is. His name is Mike Donley. He is the partner for DonleyAuctions.com. Mike, how are you? Good, Sean. How are you doing today? Good, good. So you have auctions every month. They're themed auctions. People can go on and they can buy stuff. But a lot of people don't realize they can go on and call you first and sell things. And I was curious to know what this month's auction is going to look like and give me some of the interesting items that are there to offset the cost and inflation of socialism. Well, oddly enough, this month's auction is license plates and police badges. And it's a uh, one man's collection. Uh, his name was Lee Hartung. He was a very famous car collector, and his car collection was sold back in about 2001. It's at world record prices. Really? But at home, he yeah. But at home, he kept his his police badge collection and his license plate collection. Hmm. And uh, they're going up. The police badges are going to be on Saturday, and the uh, license plates on Sunday. And it's all online at DonleyAuctions.com. Uh, and the highlight, actually, the collection of the the, the license plate is a 1904. Chicago plate. 
Uh, Chicago issued plates before the state did. State didn't start issuing plates until 1907. So Chicago had their own plate. They were taxing the people from 03 to 07. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shocking. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody had to pay for the roads. This was the early days of, of motoring, and there really were no good roads. They figured this was a way to raise revenue. I could be wrong, but I think a Republican was the mayor. I uh, could have been back then. Yeah, yeah and, it was uh, before the 100 years of the uh, Chicago Democrat short-in-the-pants Irish Mafia. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> So anyway, the uh, uh, the Chicago issue plates from 03 to 07. The 04 plate, which is made of aluminum, looks just like a regular-sized license plate, is the rarest of them all. There were very few made, and very few exist. They say there's only about five in existence. Wow. We have plate number plate number one, the first wow. one issued in 1904, yeah. It's fantastic. And it belonged to a, belonged to a prominent uh, Chicago man by the name of uh, uh, Eddie. It was his last name, Arthur Eddie. Hmm. And uh, he was responsible for... Uh, helping form the, the Chicago Auto Show, which is the most famous in the world yet, in 1900. Uh, the Chicago Motor Club, which uh, uh, evolved into the AAA. Uh, you know, he was very early on uh, in, involved in automobiling. This is what I find fascinating about your business, about your site, about uh, what you do in Union, Illinois, is that you really, everything has a certain story. And it's also interesting to me that you are a licensed federal and state licensed arms dealer. Uh, you had some interesting weapons on there. Whatever happened to the Henry rifle? Uh, actually, the Henry's coming up. It's going to be in uh, September, in our big auction in September. Yeah, that was one of, uh, there was only about 4,000 issued for the Civil War, and this is one of them. I mean, wow. and, and you're correct. Every, everything we, we sell, we try and research and tell the story of, because it's the history we're selling, actually. Now, are you getting, you know, people don't really know how to take advantage of when they need money to sell weapons to sell things in the in the case of a spouse passing away and you sell everything uh and i'm wondering are you seeing more and more people contact you uh to sell some items have you have you uh seen a bump up people trying to offset the cost of inflation or have you seen a bump up in people trying to buy hoping that some of the items they buy will offset the value of their dollar lost. I'm, I'm curious to see what you see on the sides and uh, how you see the uh, the current market conditions. Well, a- actually, it's going both ways. And, and the, the, the funny thing about this is that the collections that are coming on the market now have been collected up over the last 50 years. So this stuff hasn't been available to people. You know, when a collector buys something, they very seldom sell it. And usually until he passes away or, or she passes away, that these collections come back on the market. So it's, if somebody wants something that somebody has, it's never a matter of money. The guy will not sell it. So now these collections are coming on the market, and it's an opportunity for people who wanted to invest in some of the the, the, the more higher-end antiques and such, guns, sure. whether it be guns or automobiles, motorcycles, whatever, they're coming on the market. And they have to understand that once these are bought again, they're going back in collections for the next 20 or 30 years. You won't see them again. You so know, this is a very good time. And it's amazing if you look at the price of ammo. And weapons over the last 15 years. I'd much rather have my money in bullets than in dollars if you look at the w- price of ammo in the last 10 years. I mean, it's, it's astronomical. It, it is just crazy. I, I remember being able to buy a box of 22, a whole box for like 25 cents, and now it's, it's 20 cents a round. <laughs> <laughs> for, 20, for 22s. That'll offset Biden inflation. In the meantime, listen, I want to thank you. I find what you do fascinating. I think you, you give a value service to my listeners. And I know we're working on a way to kind of point out the the uh, the show listeners by giving them a little number or something. Are we making headway on that for my fans here? We're, we're working on it. We'll have something for you very soon, Sean. 
Very good. It's Mike Donnelly from DonnellyAuctions.com. Thank you. Really, I appreciate it. I enjoy the auctions. I, you know, I want to bid on that uh, Henry rifle, uh, so let me know how it goes. I bid $10 opening bid, if you can handle that, Mortimer. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> it's going to take a little no, we'll, more we'll than that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. Say hi to Randy for me. Will do. Take care, son. All right. We'll be back with your calls after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I've also got the clip where uh, Diapers Biden says he didn't know anything about Mar-a-Lago. I can't remember which one that is. So my message... Uh, That's all right. How much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago? I didn't have any advance notice. None. I'll bet you a hundred to your dollar he did. Anybody want that action? Nobody wants that action. I had no knowledge. A bunch of vandal liars and cheats and thieves. People think that the President of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. Eh, well, he just did it there, saggy. All right, Brian Wheatfield. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for still on the radio, by the way. Thank you, brother. Um, hey, you know, when I was 19, I wanted to drive a semi-truck, and nobody would hire me because you don't have experience and you're 19. So I bought my own truck, paid $10,000 a year for insurance, when everybody else is paying about three. Is there any way I can get some money back on this deal? Hey, Brian, I hate to inform you this. <laughs> You're the sucker that this country's built on, brother. You just keep driving. Dang it. And we'll, yeah, <laughs> welcome to the club, brother. Thank you very and, much. And you know, yeah, you know, the other thing is, Sean, back in the day when you when you needed more money, you just went and got a second or third job, and it was no big deal. Brian, here's the good news. You could tell those stories. There will be a day when nobody even has the opportunity to do what you and I did, even though we were abused, even though I we know. were extorted. Believe me, they're going to turn this son of a gun into the Soviet Union. But the good news is you'll have those stories. And here's another thing. You did it without anybody. You're a man. Yep, I, and that's something thanks, these man, punk sure. socialists can never say. They're not men. Scumbags. Good Democrats, though. Jeff in Plano. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, Jeff. Thanks for taking my phone. Thanks for calling. Uh, and what you got? You, you got to tie your shoes here? You got sandals on? What do you got? Nah, right. right. I tried to. Go ahead. Um, you, and I, you and I talked a while back about getting out of Illinois, and you said that all these bureaucrats uh, were tugging at your heartstrings, and that's why I didn't left. And uh, after losing my dad in 19... And obviously, still having family there, I, I jumped off that sinking ship. Good so I'm down in tech. I'm down in Texas now. But anyway, to your point, uh, you know, it wouldn't be so bad, you know, giving these these people ten grand if they'd actually try to work, yeah, and get their ass to job and have a work ethic and show up and actually stay past the training and their signing bonus before they bail. Yeah. So they're just they're just an anchor to society, and once again, we're picking up the bar bill for what they're drinking. Good news is you're down in Texas. I mean, don't you just love it, kid? Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. I can. I can. Now, I, see, I got concealed carry. I can walk in my bank. Sure. Don't even. They don't even blast nothing. Yeah. And in Texas, the hair on the women is big. In Chicago, the ass is big. I'll take the big hair. Thank you. You got to be kidding me. It's over. You know, when I said the ass is big, you know, what I was talking about that Chicago teacher union spokesman. Do you see these people? Do they have a spokesman that doesn't look like a Ford F one fifty with a top on? No. Man, oh man, they are rough looking. All right, I'll be back in... I can't believe it. Give me another segment, squirrel. Useless. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. 
Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.